There is an aid that is there for you to use when you lunge, but because of how many people think about this aid, well, they, they tend to back away from it, which I feel really muddles up the other aids. And I want to try and help you reframe your thoughts about this aid today, the lunging whip. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And very often we have to use external things in order to have those better conversations. The lunging whip can be one of those external things. Now, before I go any further, I just want you to feel really and truly in your body right now, feel how you feel because I'm talking about using a lunging whip. And I want you to notice how, if there are feelings of discomfort, if you're saying no, if you're thinking, oh my goodness gracious, Lorna, where are you going with this? Like, come on. That is only a thought that you have, okay? The lunging whip is an inanimate object. It it has no life, it can't do anything in and of itself, it's just a thing. And I can bet you, that if the lunging whip had a different name, if it was called a pointer or an aid or I don't know, whatever, okay? Give it a different name. Give it a totally random name if you want, a a slappy stick or something, okay? If it was called something different, you probably would not have the same hesitations about it. It's unfortunate, it's just got the wrong name because the lunging whip, first of all, should never be used to whip anything. And secondly, It is a really, really, really beneficial aid that you can use in order to enhance your natural aids, so the the ones that are part of you, when you're on the lunge, okay? But if you cannot get over the thoughts in your head, and literally it is only the thoughts in your head that are causing you to feel that way, that's it. You see, I don't think those thoughts, so I don't have those feelings. So it's only the thoughts in your head, okay? If you can get over the thoughts in your head, about the lunging whip, if you can begin reframing them, telling yourself different things, <laughs> you too can begin using the lunging whip in order to help you have better conversations with your horse on the lunge, okay? It just clarifies the whole situation. Okay, so that all being said, I want you to consider that even if you have always lunged with a lunging whip, you may have to reschool yourself. Okay, we're going into a bit of retraining now. You may have to reschool yourself on how you're using the lunging whip because very often, and I too was guilty of this, people are using it the wrong way. Okay, for me personally, I was holding it way too high. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) it's like trying to direct air traffic or something it was like a flag eh no not quite like that but I do see people lunging like that and it's like no 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 so maybe you need to reschool yourself the other thing that I see happen with lots of people and I too was guilty of this years and years ago as well okay is that the lunging whip was not being effective or it was being too effective because of how I had it positioned when it was not active. So just like your aids in riding, okay? So think about think about your legs because I really do feel that the lunging whip can equate to your legs when what your legs in riding and your lunging whip when lunging, they kind of, they have certain 
similar qualities. You are trying to create a similar outcome with using them, okay? And if you think about your legs when you ride and the fact that your leg is not always on in that it's not always active, even though it's always there, you see, we don't want daylight between your legs and the the horse, okay? So if your leg is always there, but it's not always on, even when it is there but not on, it is ready. It is in the correct position so that when you do need to make it active and put it on, it's there. Now, take this to lunging with the lunging whip. You see, if you don't have your lunging whip in the position where that when you need it to be an active aid, it's not there you could see where there might be an issue. I often think, see this, and if again, taking this to riding, a horse who is sensitive or hot, okay? And you'll often get the rider who doesn't use any leg. Yeah, that's not right. We know that. You know that. I'm sure you do, okay? So that is not the correct approach for that horse. In fact, the correct approach for that horse is that we need to desensitize the horse to having the leg there all the time and then to to begin to be able to differentiate between being just on and being active, okay? So you have these two things. Now, with lunging, your lunge whip does the same. If your horse is sensitive to the lunging whip, okay, the answer is not to either drop the lunging whip or to have it so opened that it is nowhere in the conversation. The answer is to begin to desensitize your horse to the lunging whip. And I do believe that it is the rider who needs to retrain first before the horse can retrain in this situation. We need to reschool the rider. And if that's you, the lunger, okay, before we can begin reschooling your horse, okay, you need to come to the party and to begin being responsible for using the lunging whip in a way that is going to work for you and your horse when you're on the lunge. So once we would have Let's say, let's say we were working together and now you've been correctly reschooled. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. Eh? You've done it. Now we need to begin reschooling your horse. And this comes to you taking responsibility for your aids. Okay. So can you see how now we're moving into developing your aids, developing the actual conversation with your horse? Right now, I am running the Lunging for Riding program. And this upcoming week is all about responsiveness. And I find it amazing how riders still, and they will have, you know, they've been working with me for a while, and they still want to blame their horses for a lack of responsiveness. Responsiveness is neither here nor there. Your horse not responding to you is a response. Where responsiveness has to come in in riding is that you begin to take control over what you are doing, over your part of the conversation. And you begin to tidy things up, to clarify, to find different ways of effectively communicating whatever it is you want to communicate to your horse in a way that he understands it and he can respond the way you want, okay? You are taking responsibility for what you're doing to affect the outcome that you want, okay? And I think that when we're lunging, we have to bring it back to that. And the lunging whip can be a great way of doing that, okay? When it is used correctly, okay? And the lunging whip, of course, it's an artificial aid. It's not part of you. You weren't born with it. You can leave it at the stables and go home without it, okay? It's an artificial aid, but it does help to clarify and it helps to back up and strengthen your 
naturally, it's the things that you're born with, the things that you go home from the yard with, okay? It helps to do that in your writing. But you first have to get really clear on how you're going to use it in order to have that conversation with your horse and bring it into the conversation and make it a meaningful part of the conversation with your horse. Responsiveness has everything to do with you and what you're doing and nothing to do with your horse listening or not listening to you, okay? Responsiveness is basically you being able to effectively and clearly communicate whatever it is you want to happen in a way that your horse can understand and he can go do that for you, okay? That is it, plain and simple. And when you can begin to really and truly use your lunging whip as an artificial aid, it is going to help you do that. It's going to open the doors for you to do that because it clarifies your natural aids. So how would you even get started with this? Well, I would say first and foremost, begin looking at yourself. As I said, your own conversation in your head with yourself regarding the lunging whip, okay? Once you've gotten over the fact that maybe in the past you've seen it as being something different and all it is that you've attached some sort of a meaning to that, begin using a different a different sentence when it comes to your lunging whip. Give it a different name. Call it the pointer. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the pointer today. Oh, I need to go to the sh- tax shop because I need to buy a pointer, okay? You can use whatever you want, okay? But whatever that word is that's going to help you to get over your issues, if you have issues with your lunging whip, start using it today and start talking a different conversation. Okay, from there, you need to reschool yourself. Are you using your lunging whip? A good, a good way to see this is if you could imagine there was a pizza and the, the circle on while the track, basically, the circle that you're using, that your horse is on while you lunge, it's a pizza. And there's a pizza slice and, and the outside of the pizza slice, the edge of it is created by your horse. The one side of it is created by the lunge line and the other side is created by your lunge whip and you're of course the center of the pizza okay now imagine that if that pizza slice got to be over a quarter of the pizza well then your lunging whip is no longer effective okay so you need to close the lunging whip so it's at least under a quarter of the pizza Okay, we're not giving away half the pizza here, folks. Okay, so you've got your pizza slice nicely all ready. And then you're looking at the height. I mentioned the height earlier, okay? So you want to keep the end of the lunging whip, okay? So the end of the hard part where the sash begins, you keep that hock height or lower. So it's kind of in line with your horse's hock or it's lower. I know you've seen that. And some people want to carry it up and it's up in the air and it's all over the place. No, no, hock or lower. Okay, you can do, I know you can do this, wonderful. And then you're gonna begin noticing how when you apply pressure, and all you do is close your hand or open your hand, what is going on with your horse, okay? And you can begin desensitizing your horse to the lunging whip if that is what's needed to happen. And very often for many horses, unfortunately, that is the conversation that's needed to happen. It's not a good conversation, it's not what we want, but it's there, okay? And we need to begin desensitizing that in a way that is going to help your horse to build his own confidence and to to feel good about it, okay? To, To just have a different conversation regarding the lunging whip. And then from there, begin to use it to develop your aids, develop the conversation, develop the responsiveness, and really and truly move the conversation forward. 
If you would like more help on doing this and all the other things I chatted about today regarding lunging and doing it in a way that helps your riding, that's the focus. The focus is to actually help you in the saddle come over come inside of lunging for riding join us in there we're working through it live in the next four weeks and i would love to have you in there for a little bit of live coaching just getting you going with lunging the right way and the way that's going to help your riding and you can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash lunge okay i'm gonna leave it at that have a great day keep well i'll chat to you soon be good bye